0: Welcome to Make The Shift Podcast. I'm Destiny Berman, a model marketer and a course launch strategist. After 15 years of leading large-scale marketing campaigns in Silicon Valley, I left my corporate life when I realized I had a deeper calling. Now I help teachers and entrepreneurs just like you make that life-changing shift from offline to online in order to create the business and life they've always wanted. This podcast, Will give you the roadmap and the inspiration you want and need to scale your life's work by launching digital courses and online schools. The world needs what you have to offer. It's time to make your specialty your destiny. Are you ready to make the shift? Let's go. Welcome back to Make The Shift Podcast. If you've been inside the course space, you may have heard the word launch. Well, I'm gonna break down what we mean by a launch because it can be this buzzword or it can be a term that insiders or in the industry uses. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's clear. The good news is that the launch model has been around a lot longer than we realize. As course marketers, we've been adapting it to the online education space. So I'm going to break down the definition of a launch and the three phases that successful course creators and course marketers use. We'll also take a look at the school model I recommend to set us up for success and the key launch takeaways for both early and established business owners. All right, so let's talk about what the three launch phases look like. Within the launch itself, there are three core phases And this gets personalized and adapted based on where you're at, even if we're following the approach. So this is the offer, and that's always part of the pre-launch. That's a clarify and convert. For those who are getting a new business off the ground, you're going to be working on creating your lead magnet because you have to build your list. It's optional for those who have an existing business with existing clients and customers. And what happens is typically I would say, if a business owner had the option of creating or not creating their passive lead magnet, I'd probably say 50%, about 50% will still choose to create a lead magnet, even if they already have existing customers and clients to launch to. And that's a nice way to do it because you can introduce a lead magnet to your existing. Now, if you are existing and you have customers and clients, we want you to focus on creating a program waitlist so that we can start to prime people and get them excited. But essentially you can fast track to nurturing because you have people you can nurture. If you're new and getting off the ground, you're going to be growing, you need to monitor your list size. So everyone needs to nurture. New people coming onto your list are nurturing. Existing people you're nurturing, you're priming them, you're building up the wait list even if your people already know you. And then we head into launch. Now when we say live launch, we specifically mean we open enrollment for a specific period of time, There is real urgency because your program is kicking off at the same time. We typically do not want to emphasize bringing a self-study as your next first-time launch. One, because the pricing tends to be lower. Two, because it's good for you to be driving engagement and coaching and mentoring with your first launches. Because you'll learn a lot in that digital format. And what we find is that even business owners who are converting an existing retreat or program online... There's just so much to learn in that online format that it's nicer to lead and have mentorship and have coaching versus just a hands-off self-study. You're not sure where they're at. And especially when I go, when I talk about what this model means, there's just more engagement. And the truth is people learn better with engagement and cohorts and community. So personally, I'm not a fan of the huge Facebook community with all the students in there. We kind of get lost but the current trend in the learning models is smaller cohorts. Having breakout groups is very powerful. So it depends on how you want to structure your content. My clients do it a bunch of different ways. But the point is, is that you're launching a model with a real deadline because everyone is starting at the same time. We highly, highly encourage everyone have a sales webinar during their sales enrollment period. And then the whole focus of this launch period of 8 to 14-day window 10 days is about the sweet spot, I find. Some folks like to have a little longer. I have private clients who have been launching for years, and they have a much longer card because there's a lot more going on, but 10 days is a pretty sweet spot. So in each of these phases, we adapt and adjust to your specific program, your content, and your business model, and every single launch, no matter if you're generating You know, five people, 50 people, or hundreds or thousands of people, you're following the same process. My clients have been doing this for years. We repeat and we go deeper. So it's not as overwhelming. So let's break down in terms of what is a launch. You know, when I show the three launch phases, sometimes I was like, well, you know, what is a launch? Essentially, a launch is a campaign designed to bring attention to what you're doing. So many of us don't think that if we're running a campaign for one-on-one work or even a paid workshop, we don't think about that as a launch. We get so focused on well, it's my program launch, it's my program launch. A launch applies to any campaign that is going to bring attention, that's going to warm people up. You're focusing their attention and energy and then asking them to buy. And there's a real structure and a real format to that. That is what we're defining as a launch. And the reality is a launches have been around much longer than we've thought with movie launches. We think about all the trailers that get seated and then the actors and no matter how big the movie is, no matter how big the stars are, they're on, they're doing tours, they're doing global market, they're everywhere getting the word out. Then it goes into theaters, at least, you know, back in the days, now it's uh, having limited releases on your TV for a certain period of time. And then it's done. And then you have to wait until you get access to it again. So it's very similar in that way. What I like about movie launches is that they'll invest up to 30% of their budget, regardless of how big the production is and how big the stars are into marketing, because they know that no matter how amazing the movie is, if they don't spend up to 30% of that budget on marketing, people will not pay attention. And in today's world, we have text messages, we have Slack messages, we've got emails, we've got DMs, we're getting... We're getting hit across multiple different formats all at the same time. We're getting more emails than ever. And so it's our job that no matter how great a program is, no matter how amazing word of mouth is, it's our job to stay top of mind. And the only way to do that is to design launches for your business, whether it's filling one on ones, workshops, bigger programs, multiple program launches, different program launches. It's all about having a series of launches. And what's nice about this and what many of us don't realize is that when you go into this digital education business, your whole business is built on a series of launches. And my clients who have been the most consistent about launches, the same number of launches every year, building audiences, growing their audiences, engaging their audiences are the ones who continue to grow. If it's on the calendar, we want to stay very consistent with how we show up to our community. And that is really what unlocks the power of launches. So let's talk about the school model in terms of what this looks like. So a school model is not self-study and it is having access to mentorship and coaching. And typically the coaching is group coaching. So it's not like we're adding you, you know, we're not asking you to pile on the one-on-ones, but it is really great for building community and connection You can get very creative with this model, meaning we've helped clients structure small cohorts. So they have anywhere from 12 to 20 people and they have hundreds of people per launch. And that has worked out really nicely. We also have clients where they only offer group coaching, but they build in lots of engagement, lots of touch points, lots of lives with the teachers. And that has also worked really well. But the point is, is that everyone starts and stops at the same time. So it's not like they can just come in, start at their own pace, and then join join your group mentorship. It's everyone starting and stopping at the same time. And what I find is that for people who are just starting to launch, to convert their offers into online and just launching online, this is nice because it's just easier to manage and easier to organize, right? Instead of trying to do this evergreen rolling model, which is great just a little bit further down the line. And my clients where I, I put them on a hybrid model, whether it's live and evergreen, typically they've launched for about eight months, nine months, and then we start to convert them into the next level up. But you can build a six, seven figure business from the school model. And I've witnessed it enough times to say that it works. Uh, and it just works really well for personal growth, you know, transformational content as well. I would say in the business marketing model where we're at, it's slightly different, but for transformational and breakthroughs, it does work really nicely. And you can still scale it even if you have small cohorts or groups. So it works really well, real deadline so people understand that they know that they have to jump in now if they want to start with you. And this is the model that I do recommend starting. Now, what does it mean to have a self-study or an upsell? So the school model is your core offer. What I like to do when you head into the next phase of Ascend, so after you launch, you are going to launch one program. You pull out and extract. So let's say your school model is an eight-week program with live mentorship and coaching. What you want to do is then you're going to extract a smaller program, could be four weeks, that is self-study. And you want to offer that to people who don't jump into the school model for your next launch. I don't recommend doing it for the first launch. If you try to create two different, too many offers for the first time, it will get a little crazy. <laughs> so converting your offline to online model or clarifying your model and getting that off the ground is enough for, for most business owners. So your next launch, you want to now deepen and will ascend people. So you have a downsell. And then we like to create an upsell. So if the school model, let's say is B to C, you're helping people learn how to do recce on themselves, you're helping people learn how to do even therapy on themselves, or learn how to develop and deepen their relationships, then level two would either be going deeper, or that's when we introduce a B2B. So a training program, a certification. So typically, I would say that the first offer is what I call B2C. So business to consumer, and that's a common term. And then the second offer would either be B2C or what I call B2L, business to leadership, B2B, B, business to business. And that typically works really nicely. And I've, I personally helped launch, I don't know, out of the 75 program launches, maybe 20 or so of them have a certification professional development training component to it. And that's worked really, really nicely because it's, you know, it's aligned with their work. So here is an overview of what your digital course business looks like. And for this to work, meaning for this to continue to grow, you need these four elements that are always humming and growing together. So there's traffic, right? There's paid and organic. Affiliates is one traffic category, but for mostly we focus on paid and organic. So paying advertising uh, dollars on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Pinterest, AdWords. And then organic is you posting people who've known you from your one-on-one clientele, people who've known you from your retreats and your workshops. Then there's always this component of audience and list building. So email subscribers, social followers, and then you have your offers. And this is what we call the profitable core stack. And then we have the sales component, which is clients and customers. So the people who are actually saying yes and closing the loop. Now we don't have a real business until we close the loop. So you don't want to be in the audience building and staying as a content creator. I can't say this enough. And you don't want to just create offers, but then you don't have sales. And while we all care about having work that's accessible, the way we launch, we've got free content, you can offer scholarships. I think every single one of my clients have scholarships. So there are other ways to make your work accessible, but devaluing your work, underpricing And just not charging enough for your work or even only working with people who simply don't have the ability to pay does not create a business for your work. So it doesn't mean that we can't support others. It does not mean that we can't give to communities. I, I have a personal belief around that. And, you know, we, we do lots of different givings in different ways or offerings in different ways. And I'm all about building (laughs) a multiple semi-figure business. And every year I want to double, right? I mean, every year I want to double. It's like, and then I start to play the numbers game, right? How do we get from two to four? How do we get from four to six? So the point is, is that you can have fun with numbers while still respecting your body of work, building a lucrative business and still making your content accessible for those who can't afford it and that you want to serve. But if we don't have sales, we don't have a business. And I can't emphasize this enough. Some business owners don't like it when I say this, but it is true, right? If we stay only in content creation and we don't have sales, we're playing it safe. But we have to be forced to get out there and to confront our money stories, our business stories, especially, you know, women, we deal with a different set of stories. Men have their own set of stories. We, in my opinion, this is why entrepreneurship is one of the most honest and growth paths we can be on, period. So I want to go into some launch tips for both early stage businesses and then established businesses. So if you're early stage and you're just getting your list off the ground, you have to get this off the ground and it will take longer. Your launches just won't be as big in the beginning because you're building a new audience and you're testing new offers. So you want to focus on the quick wins and how to get to revenue as fast as possible, even if the dollar amounts aren't getting you to six figures right away. So you want to build your list. You want to focus on generating one-on-one clients. I think sometimes people who don't, if they're not already working with clients and they want to launch a program, I think they're skipping a step. And it just doesn't work as well because you don't have that content and that timeless feedback, that feedback to inform you what timeless content to pull out. But it doesn't mean that you can't launch a program in three months. I'm just suggesting and I'm recommending that the strategy we're giving is to build your list, one-on-one clients, Validate your ideas with workshops. And we have very specific ways of how we want to do this with paid workshops. And then you pull them into your digital program. So it may take you four months to get to your first program launch, but you're generating revenue in between and you're validating the ideas. And that's really, really important. So you're going to have to get ads off the ground very, very quickly. Engage, engage, engage. You're going to build the people don't know you. So you have to build up that relationship, but that's what you want to focus on. You want to focus on revenue. Putting yourself out there on social media, great. Revenue, how can I bring in one-on-one clients? How can I test with that workshop? But you want to get to revenue because the revenue really affirms what you're doing and it tells you very quickly what's working and what's not working. So for those of you who are early stage, that's what I would recommend for you. For you to be established. Okay, launch tips is what I know is that we're afraid to send out emails, whether it's nurturing people or whether it's launching. And I know we've had some folks in here who've launched, likely they have not sent out enough emails. Cause when I work with clients who said, okay, I've launched, this is my result. And then I look at their email database and I said, Hmm, how many emails did you send during your launch? They sent like two, maybe three emails, not enough during a launch. If you're if you're priming people up, you have to send way more emails. Data shows again and again, be to E-commerce, whether you're selling a physical product, whether you're selling an information product, the more emails you send, the more revenue you'll end up generating. Assuming it's a validated offer. Now, selling offline and online is different. So we're gonna help you convert, right? So that's all the questions we're asking about which revenue drivers inside your business. We want you to convert that offer. But why we need to send out enough emails and why we need to prime people because it's different than in-person, where Teaching classes, you get to announce it at your every single class, you get to be based on more word of mouth and referrals. But when you're selling online, you need to rely on all the different channels, meaning email channels, consistent email communication, and then how are you getting people to think about it over a video? And how are you getting people to open and click over to your emails? So if you're an established business owner, we want you to focus on conversion and then focus on how are you communicating, because it is different, even if it's the exact same offer. Now, your core program, we are going to emphasize that if you already have customers and clients, we're going to encourage that you're selling a program $800 and above. And it's very rare that I have seen that we don't have the level of teaching experience and background to support this. It's a matter of how we position it. It's a matter of how we message it. But 800 to 1000 and above is is what we're going to encourage. Not everyone's going to take the leap. We've had some folks who launched their first program to their existing audience at 700 and that's okay. And then once you recalibrate and you get it out there and people will will respond, your audience will let you know if it's a little too high and even too low. And then we just keep recalibrating and adjusting from there. But that is a nice program to start with because then you have a downsell and then you also have an upsell. But this is where the numbers work and the math really comes together. And then there's this whole hundred true fans. You know, we think we need a huge email list to do well. But the truth is if you have existing clients and customers, your conversion rate is a lot higher. Because they already know you. And if they've worked with you before, they want online programming from you. So what you really need, and this is a, a principle that has been floated around here in, this, in Silicon Valley, more actively, I would say in the last 12 months. Before, many years ago, there was this whole talk about a thousand true fans. And now it's like the conversation, you know, when I'm having these conversations with other creators and, and investors, it's like, how can you build to a hundred true fans? That's all you need. And 100 true fans comes from providing value, showing up. But you only really need 100 true fans who's going to invest $1,000 with you. And that's $100,000. Now, I know that sounds oversimplified, but I see this time and time again. We do not need to go out and have 20,000 people on our list. What we need is to be clear in our messaging and be specific with our offer that we can focus on engaging and creating the 100 true fans and at a $1,000 price point of the right offer which is very achievable that's $100,000 and we've done this with many different programs and it's you no know, it works and if you have an existing business that's generating 50,000 100,000 150,000 a year or more consistently we can add 25-50% of your offline revenue into your online business. I've done this so many times with my clients, with members who are there, and then we extract and we keep adding. And if you're getting this off the ground, well, let's see how we can get you to 25, 50, 100,000 over multiple launches, because you want to keep deepening and adding different offers. Post your key takeaways inside my Facebook group. The link is inside the show notes to shift with success. I'll talk to you next time. Thank you so much for joining me today. All the resources and action items mentioned in this episode can be found at destinyberman.com backslash podcast. To continue the conversation, join me in my Facebook group, the Skinny Launch Lab. And if you're loving this episode, do me a favor and share it with a friend. Until next week, your destiny awaits. Bye for now.